This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Hustle and Grind Con 3, a one-of-a-kind auto conference that doesn't just change your sales results, but will change your life. Join speakers such as Glenn Lundy, who as a GM of his store increased their results by 800% and created a culture of raving fans and team members. Or hear from Sean Hayes, who was able to rise the ranks in the car business from sales pro to managing partner of his dealership in just a short time using personal branding efforts on Facebook. You're also going to be able to hear from industry titans like Danelle Delgado, Judge Graham, Kerry Wise, and Sean Wolfington. And rumor has it that yours truly will even be taking the stage So the past two events have sold out pretty quickly. You want to make sure you grab your tickets now by visiting hgc3.net. That is hgc3.net. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the DPB Pro Facebook group, a private group which gives members exclusive access to content that we don't share on the public-facing podcast. Group members participate in weekly challenges that are designed to help them grow at an accelerated rate while joining conversations with other like-minded DPB pros literally from around the world, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Canada, the United States, Europe. It's, It's absolutely phenomenal. So if you're ready to make 2020 your best year ever and want to connect with other consummate professionals, apply today to join the DPB pro group on Facebook by visiting thedealerplaybook.com forward slash DPB pro that's the dealer playbook.com forward slash d p b pro hey there and welcome to yet another episode of the dealer playbook a podcast that explores how to create a thriving career in the retail auto industry my name's Michael Cirillo, and I couldn't be more excited to present my new friend, Danelle Delgado, who knows exactly what it's like to climb out from the ashes and create a thriving life. My guest today is a serial entrepreneur who began her journey when faced with raising three small children on her own. I have three small children. It is no easy feat. And I know, okay, there's some of you that are like, I'm the youngest of eight kids, and I'm the... Shut up, okay? It's not easy, okay? But but I'm going to tell you right now, she's one of my favorite people that I have come across over the last year and a half and have begun following re- religiously. She's taken the stage with the likes of Grant Cardone, Les Brown, Darren Hardy, Lewis Howes, and more. And I'm really interested in the footnote of the and more because it's probably like, and Barack Obama, and... Uh, you know, the, the president of France and like all these sorts of things. Uh, I'm sitting down with the one and only Danelle Delgado. And I am so excited you're here because I have probably 18 zillion questions. Don't fact check me on that. Uh, <laughs> that I'm like, oh man, it's happening. I'm pinching myself. Here we go. And I'm so excited to have you here today. So I want to kick it off with this question. Why do you care so much about any of this stuff? Oh, probably my favorite question I've ever been asked. I've never been asked it. Oh my God. So automatically you just went to my number one podcast interview ever. Um, you know, what's interesting. Why do I care about all this? In the beginning, I think it's changed. In the beginning, I honestly uh, struggled most of my life with wanting to matter. Um, 
And I think most of my life I felt that I didn't. And when I became an adult, I decided that I wanted to. Um, I tried mattering in relationships. I tried mattering as a mom. I tried mattering in church. I tried mattering in sales. And everything I did was based on some kind of achievement. And I think, you know, most people find their self-confidence um, or self-worth based on what they've done for another and what they did. And what you find out is your, your mattering has to do with what is truly true of you. And so I think I was just on a journey to impress myself. You know, it sounds really sure. selfish. To, um, <laughs> but I really found that my greatest worth in the world was knowing that I had gifts, discovering those, working so hard to develop those and using them to make a difference. I, um, I met so many people who were winning and I realized that when people win, they make a difference. When they earn, they give back. And that there was no winning, mattering, or giving back if you're losing. So that's where it all started. And okay, so right out of the gates, I'm like, oh man, I love this so much because you know the DPB gang. They know, they know that. Um, and I talk a lot about this. It's so crazy. I remember ten years ago, I was well closer to fifteen now, but I was right smack in the middle of almost a decade long struggle with severe depression, suicidal depression, this sort of a thing. And I remember coming out of it and some of the principles that helped me come out of it, because a lot of it was comparing myself to others. I'm never going to stack up. I will never be, this is kind of funny. I will never be Grant Cardone. Mm. The reality of it is no, you will never be Grant Cardone because Grant Cardone's Grant Cardone and you're Michael Cirillo. <laughs> Like, and, and I remember writing down a, a whole list of things and I, and I still have this little brown book that I got at like a dollar tree and I wrote down, it, it was just, I think it was an exercise to break me free of talking myself out of things I wanted, whether, whether how big or small wow. they were. So, so there were things in there like own a MacBook, <laughs> you know, wow, right? uh, get to know or, or meet Grant Cardone meet, uh, you know, yep. whoever it is, Ryan Dice, meet Danelle Delgado. Like it was all these sorts of things that were so impossible. And I, and like, I went through this phase of like, you know, this feeling like what you're saying of, I don't matter or what I do doesn't matter or it's never good enough. Or I always get, why do I always get the team that gets called last? You know, why am I always on that team? Like that, that sort of a thing. Right. And it's weird. It, it, it's, not weird. It's humbling. It's exciting. It's, I call it the sweet spot. This, this ball of hope that resides right in here where you're like, man, things are happening for me to look back at that book, everything. And it was like, travel the world, go to Australia. Mm -hmm. I, I am in France. I am in like all these things. That seem so fun. Yeah. <laughs> Today I am living yeah. the reality of all of those things that once seemed impossible. And so when I hear you say what you're saying, I'm like, this, seriously, DPB gang, this is legit. This is the truth. Um, and I also love, you know, I wrote down the word freedom mm. because I don't think we're, you know, and, and I know you coach so many people in your amazing coaching programs and your amazing mentoring programs. And I'm sure some of them are like, I just want freedom. Right. And, 
but they're trying to stack up to some some other definite someone else's definition and that's really what i just stood out to me from what you said is why am i trying to stack up to somebody else's definition of they don't know what i want right it i mean honestly michael like you like that's exactly it i remember writing down freedom it was like my password forever like on my stuff <laughs> your hotmail password it was like freedom 2011 freedom 2012 holy crap right. freedom. yeah yeah right. alive 2014 right like it kind of like dwindled me because i really didn't know what freedom was but i i think that freedom came in that transition of what do i why do i care so much became matter and then when i did matter it came about it became about who i could help because i mattered to me but you know um i uh uh, and that's kind of what has stood out this year. This is my 10th year in business. Actually, I just finished my 10th year. So it's 10 years as an entrepreneur that started with a dream and moved to, um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I'll just tell you the story because I know you care so much about helping people live happy, meaningful lives while having a career. I yeah. think I just meant like, forget happy, go to the meaningful career. And then I came back to live happy, live right. meaningful. Um, but I ended the year, um, serving the homeless and I spent four days. I took the last three weeks of December off. I've never done that in my life. Uh, it was so clear, so meaningful. And I wanted to, and I, and I spent the year serving, um, working 10 hour days on my feet. And I was like, good Lord, I'm thankful to be an entrepreneur. Um, two, I looked at it and it was so meaningful going 10 years ago. I was the homeless who needed this help. Um, to what you can actually do when you make life about like learning your potential, exercising it, committing to the things that will make you grow into it. Um, where so many people that I know from then are still in the same place for 10 years ago. It's just this absolute thing of I mattered. And then I helped other people know that they mattered. And then it became about I could talk to people and look at them who have these potentials that hope you talk about that wrestled in your belly. Okay, yeah. We all have that hope when we see somebody doing that. We see a Grant Cardone having an event. You're like, I'm going to do that. You see someone speaking on stage or doing it, but you're like, I'm going to do that. And you're exercising, right? I always wanted to go to Australia, started in a company there. But if that's wrestling in your belly, what I challenge you to think now before it's done is, okay, so when you do that, what happens, right? And if you could only, I said this the other night in one of my trainings, and it got shared out all over the place online. And I feel like I finally hit the nail on the head. Um, if you only knew who you'd help by living that fire in the belly, you would never, ever doubt it. And you would operate as the true freaking miracle that you are like all those skills, all those gifts, all those things that went wrong happened so that things could go right. Like if you just knew the eyeballs and the faces of who you'd help you would be like, bring on the pain, the struggle, the challenges, the, I'll give it a hug and say thank you when it's here. Because I look at the faces now that I almost quit on, and it went from mattering to responsibility. You know? And I think that's, yeah. I think that's what I care so much. Yeah. It, and it's so true. I think you've just explained it more eloquently than I've ever been able to figure out in my own brain, because I've been asked that question. Why do you do this? Why do you care so much? Um, and the best I've ever been able to come up with is it sounds cheesy to the wrong audience. <laughs> right. And Lord knows I've tried to eradicate it from myself 
and whittle, you know, I'm the, I'm the, the guy in the corner laying down in fetal position that just wants, you know, a bag of Cheetos next to me. And, you know, I love a good Cheeto. Hey, who doesn't? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but what you just said is really, I, I feel like I am honored and added upon when I see the twinkle in somebody else's eye. And it brings me such joy that I can't, you know, it's funny being in the auto industry and there's a lot of new little auto industry uh, podcasts popping up. And it's funny, the mentality about the auto industry for so long, they're like, Hey, we, we've been listening to you for so long, but we thought we would start a podcast. Are you okay with that? And I'm like, how can I help? <laughs> oh, you, that's why you're winning right there. We need your voice. I don't know why I'm Seinfeld all of a sudden. I don't understand. Of course we need you. Um, right please i can't get all eight billion by myself would sure appreciate the help yeah let's do this giddy up yeah so i I love that because you you know that for for those that know who you are know this already for those that don't that are that are listening and maybe this is your first exposure to lovely danelle that somehow permeates the ether your your desire and I think that's what, cl- what makes people want to cling to your message and, and to what you're doing. And so I really love and I appreciate that uh, uh, about you. Um, but it's Thanks. also the truth. It's also how I believe in God. Some people believe universe, whatever the word is that we believe in. That's a fundamental truth of how the universe works, right? Yes. Yeah. A ball of gas didn't make me amazing, but each to their own. Right. Each to their own. <laughs> But, but what, whatever you believe, we yeah. know that good thing, whatever we've defined as good clings to good. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, people that wake up, w- woke up this morning, they're listening to this, they're driving to work, they're driving home from work and they're like, it's going to be one of those days. Oh. And, and guess what? Yep, it ends up being me. one of those days. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Right? So let me ask you this, because I know you, you. You are a mentor to so many in a variety of verticals. I know you work with some auto dealers. What's the biggest thing that you see where, where maybe they're, they're actually getting too ahead of themselves? Mm, yeah, look at it. Yeah. yeah. So here's the thing, right? Everybody, auto, technology, anybody, what do they need? They need sales to make the world go round, correct? So if you right. need sales, what people think most of the time is, well, they need, need immediately need sales training. Right. If I'm going to, if I need sales, I got to get my people trained. And I say before sales training comes the development of people because I became an incredible sales professional when I became a developed human. Now you can do those together, but you can't do one without the other. You cannot have an exceptional salesperson without someone who is developing into a great human because eventually they get found out. So I think that's where most people are missing. That's why I've moved into a lot of auto stuff, a lot with Glenn Lundy you know, who's ex- who developed himself so he could develop others. And, you know, people look at, well, why do people go, go so quickly? And then why do people go so slow? It's those who are willing to look at their weakest spots, call them out and go, you're mine. I'm eating you for lunch, man. Let's grow yeah. through this. Let's fix the emotional, irrational responses. Let's fix the pain and the anger and the false beliefs. And it sounds like fluff, but there's a reason they call me a hammer. I seem really kind, but I will be very direct. And it's because someone was that way to me. And it's what shocked my system into, 
oh, I may need a little of the fluff. Because I wasn't like ever a fluffy girl. Like I wasn't a um, crying when it's hard, you know, human. Most of my friends were male. Most of my mentors were male. Because I was like, I don't care about fluff. You don't have to be nice to me. Please Please be honest. Please tell me what I need to do. And so that's, I think people appreciate that truth. Some of them aren't ready for it. And if they're not ready for it, like look at all these salespeople out there hustling, slinging stuff online, trying to get more deals. And I'll go, listen, develop you and people will attract to you. As they saw me transform before their eyes, at first they hated it, then they loved it, then they wanted to know they could get some of it, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what I think they miss. I think they miss the importance of the hard work of developing people. Is it just because do you think that's a a fixed belief because we're now seeing multi you know third second third fourth generation and they saw how it was done and maybe this is just the way we keep going and I think online exposed it right didn't have online before so they didn't know how it worked uh, development used to be in the power of a handshake and you know men stood for that and then all of this stuff went away and it was so easy to have trash online. It was so easy to um, have, then it became the slick ricks who had scripts and, you know, those kinds of things that helped you. But when you develop a person, you take scripts and you blend it with who they are and they become great leaders. And so I just think um, it, it, it's a true element. It's just like building a house. Okay. So if you take a house and you have a crappy foundation you have a wood foundation versus a concrete one. You have a uh, sinking sand, right? It's why all of the engineering is so important in this day in technology. It's the same with the human. You got broken humans trying to build. And what happens is they throw sails on there and they throw this and they, they raise up really high. And then they're like, I've lost it all three times. And I'm like, that's because you never fixed the first part. And the first part is that foundational element of, um, becoming the one who believes in themselves to a point that they're going to do right. They're going to do good and they're going to do it well. That's, yeah. you know, that's and you had mentioned, this is something you can do all, all together. I think our human nature is that we're so absolute. Like everything is so absolute. Oh, that I got a tickle in my throat. I've got the flu. And it's like, or like you need to brush your teeth or, you know, um, but we're so absolute. And, and to your point, People go, I either have to work on the one thing or the other, but you just mentioned, no, these are things that you can work on together. So how do you help? How do you help somebody reconcile? But how do I work on these things together? I need the money. The money must come in or the business is or, or who? You, you got to get it to be their idea. That's it. So it moves from telling people what to do to asking them the right questions. So I could tell you, I could tell you, listen, you, you could do them both together. Look, I'm an example. That's kind of the old school way. Cause look, if Danelle can do it, I can do it. Or I can say, well, would you rather fix your foundation and make money at the same time or make money and lose it all later? What sounds better to you? I could teach you both. <laughs> right. And so they're like, Oh, well, I want to do this. So if they say I want to do that, then I remind them all the time. You said you wanted to do that. Right. Cause I can teach you how to sell and will and deal and sell ice to an Eskimo, as they say. Mm-hmm. Someone is skilled. That's not skilled, by the way. That's like ridiculous. Why would I sell them something they don't need? Anyway, um, unless it were flavored. If it were flavored, I'd be happy to sell it to them because it would be an upgrade. But, <laughs> you know, like what I'm saying, if people put right. all these dumb things out there and they say what people have always said, just like this. Well, you can't have it all. I'm like, who made you believe that? That's so sad to me. 
I have it all. I have a career. I have a family. I, ha I don't need anyone to do anything for me. Like I get to choose when I get to have that and I grow and those kinds of things. So to me, it's better to do together because not only are you building yourself, you're forcing yourself to rewrite things. For instance, take a salesperson. They have been working on a sale for a long time. The guy comes in, finds this auto that he wants. He's like, oh, I'm so close. It's gonna be the biggest sale of my life. And then he goes to the dealership across the street and buys it. He's like, oh, they gave me a couple dollars off of yours. And the person, the human is like devastated. Yeah. Devastated because they have no foundational thing. They're like, you're right. I wasn't meant for this industry. Uh, you know, and they go through all these things in their head that talk them down. Or you have someone who's being mentored strategically and they go, okay, great. I want you to go over and talk to that other dealer. And I want you to find out what makes them tick and how they do this. I want you to build a relationship over there. So you never do that to each other again. I want you, you know, and you're like working through the pain with them. So they understand right. that pain leads to progress rather than pain leads to quitting. So there are, if you're teaching both at the same time, you can build a foundation from failures. If you're not teaching both at the same time, you're reinforcing those failures that were like possibly floating around in their head that they could suck. And what I love about this too, is it, it, it connects a, a, I think a dot that's been missing for so long. Um, in the business world, we love sports analogies and we love athletic analogies. And we're like, yeah, the pain and you can't, can't grow muscle until you're feeling the pain and this and that. But I don't think that the dot that we, we miss is the dot of, and it's going to suck in your business. It's not going to be like, you don't get to just show that ending clip from the movie Rudy. Right. And <laughs> right? Can you tell we've all been in sales? Yes. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. but. <laughs> and we we watch those clips, but we never mentally take the time to have that register on how does that actually look in my business? And that's what I love about what you just said is it's there's a there's a dot here you've been missing. Yeah. You've got to work through that pain and, and it's okay. You're gonna experience pain. And there's gonna be nights when you're gonna go home from work and wanna scream into your pillow. That's normal. Yep. And the the only way, so like if you take a look at thoughts, I'll try not to get too boring. People don't know how much I study the brain and science. I went to nursing school first. Can you believe it? Yeah, okay. No, we don't get right. bored at the DPV. Okay. Thing. We, so, we, uh... If you like this, like, listen, every thought that comes in your head, every salesperson, this is what happens. Thought comes in, goes directly to the brain, goes to the feeling mechanism. Then you have to force it to the facting one. Okay. To the actual, you know, rational brain. What you have to do and what personal development does, what reading consistently, what having great habits every single day, it's why morning routine books and habits catch on fire because they seem right to people. Well, yes, you're training your brain. Most people don't train it. So it goes off of whatever the last failure or the last thought was. They're still feeling it. They're still rolling around in the muck of I suck. So if you can train those thoughts to come in and be felt real quick and facted, then you build your life off the facts instead of the feelings. So if I can take a human and help them grow to the point that I go, okay, great, and help them through a challenge and help them go straight to the facts of the situation, here's what I learned, here's what I did. They start attaching their life to the facts as opposed to the feelings. People only lose when they're, they're, they feel their way. So, um, and we're emotional beings. That's where all of our thoughts go first. So if you're building the foundational human, they have more facts, more feelings. And if you can take someone from here to a win 
once to a massive win. If I say, hey, we're going to push through this and I'm going to help you win and they're going to win so big, it automatically replaces all of the losses they have in their life and every new thought comes based on that win as opposed to all the losses. So all you have to do is help them win for 90 days or so, develop them over a year that that becomes their pattern and they don't go backwards. They don't. It's proven fact. I wish you didn't have a flight to catch because I could, I want to, I want to just keep going. <laughs> um, I, I love this because anything to do with the brain, I love this because I think until you start understanding and internalizing this sort of information, you're never going to understand what's happening to you. Right. I come from an Italian Portuguese background. Things linger in the feeling phase for way longer than they need. And then people end up dying in their resentments and they end up dying in these alternate realities where stupidity is okay. You know? Mm -hmm. um, so do most so, people. What's that? So do most people. They die in their resentments. They die in their feelings. Oh, it's awful. And, it's know. no way to live life. And, 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 you know, thinking about where people are at and how do we go to the next level a lot of what you're saying is not how stuff, it's do stuff. All do. Like, right? we're People not philosophers. <laughs> People are looking for the checklist. I'm like, well, I was too busy doing to write one. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but do you think that's because they see, you, you made a comment earlier about kind of social media and, and the internet is online is exposed, you know, different sorts of things. And I always talk about social media, how it's the best part to, or it's, it's where we go and post the best parts of our fake lives, right? <laughs> right. Like I'm leaning up against a Lambo. That's not even, well, I don't do this, but right. you know, there's the, people the, that the Instagrammers. Yeah. yeah. I, I spoke to this, this youth group. I was at a youth conference and I was sharing, I was talking to the youth about gratitude, you know, their favorite topic. Right. Um, They're so grateful. Yeah. yeah. And you go and they go, I just want to be the Instagram person that got the shoe deal. I'm like, well, here's what you need to know about the shoe deal. It, they don't have a shoe deal. Right. Okay. They made $7. They made $7 yes. selling on eBay classifieds. And now right. they're like a shoe tycoon that you've never heard of. And, and, and so, but they see this. And, and I think a lot of people, even in the industry, they see this. People, people will message me all the time and I'm sure they message you and they go, your life looks so great. Your right. family is always laughing together. And right. I wish I had that. Right. I, don't know, I don't know why that's their the voice. Of it, but, right. but I'm like, you don't know what's going on. Right. I could right. be the biggest fraud on planet Earth, but why would I post that on social media? That seems like completely contrary to like the Wolf right. of Wall Street back in the day right. wouldn't even post uh, if social exists. He wouldn't right. post that he was a fraud. He wouldn't show you the bad parts of his life. Right. But I think people see Danelle Delgado and they're watching Friday Night Live. Which, by the way, DPB gang, if you're not watching Friday Night Live, um, you need to watch this. You do it at the same time every Friday, right? 8 p.m. Mountain Time. 10 8 p.m. Mountain Time. My favorite time zone. Yes. The, the only real time zone. Everything <laughs> from Mountain Time. Yeah. It is. It is. Um, you need to be watching this because every week, Danelle is giving away so much knowledge. Okay. But you and I both know, DPB gang. That knowledge is only power when you know what to do with it. That's why we're talking about doing stuff, not 
philosophizing, is that a word, over the how. It <laughs> sounded fancy coming off, rolling right? off my lip. Um, yeah, I think that's why social media is like, there's two ways to look at social media. One, it's where everybody posts their good stuff. Two, it's the world's right way of putting positive things in the world and teaching people to lean on that. I think the world before social media was so quick to lean on the loss, right? On the things right. we're losing on. It's just always going to be this way. And although a lot of people take it to the next level, kind of that younger generation, they think Insta Famous is really important. I go, I think there is so much room right now for real people to make real results online. Um, the moment I stopped like performing and trying to do what everybody told me and I started just showing up as me, like I remember the first time I was like humiliated, I burped on Friday Night Live and I was like, I'm just going to hit in <laughs> accidentally turning the camera off. Like, <gasps> like, and I was like mortified because I was having Pellegrino or something and it was like sure. super poly. And I was like, well, that was an inopportune moment. Let's roll, folks. <laughs> and like, I just kept going. And it yeah. kind of that humiliation, which I could see my family just like rolling in their grave. <laughs> I can't even believe, you know, that they would let her on a stage that, you know, bodily functions were appropriate. Kind yeah. of my family. Um, and I'm like, I'm like, it's also this platform for us to knock all the fake stuff out of the water and be the most unique growing thing. I think there is a thing to positivity. And so I won't ever slow somebody else's role by putting something negative out there. But it's more powerful when they work with me. And they go, Danelle, your life looks so amazing. You travel the globe and your kids and your la da 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 da. And I go, I had the hardest year of my life last year. And nobody knew it. And I'm going to tell you this story and show you that what it looked like online and what I went through is how I fact my life instead of feel my life. And I create opportunity because I force myself to make a positive difference in the world as opposed to cheering them, my health challenges, my personal loss challenges, you know, all of these things. And if we can force ourselves to realize that the difference is more important than the drama, it's <laughs> a good line. I should mean that. The difference is more important than the drama. That's all that matters. Yeah. I love that you know i was having a conversation with somebody they were they were traveling they came out of the hotel and they're they basically watched this commercial truck back into their car and then ripped the bumper off and <laughs> and it and it caused a whole kerfuffle they were kind of trapped in the in they were from canada traveling to the states so they're trapped in a different country for a while and the conversation was man when is this kind of stuff going to stop happening to me and my comment was, you got to hold on, pause, pause. <laughs> I'm like, that's just stuff that happens in life. Right. It's not necessarily that it was happening to you. Right. It's just that if it wasn't you, it might have been the car next to you. And that's somebody else. And how are you going to look at that? You're going to be like, well, sure. Glad that didn't happen to me. Um, right. and, and so for me, what, what you just said really made me think of that because I'm like, guys, the, the sooner we can stop thinking that the universe or God or whatever you believe is acting out towards you in, because they've got some vendetta against you yeah. and that there's certain things that just happen in life. Health is a thing that happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, loss is a thing that happens. Yep. The, the faster you can get away from, 
but why does it always happen to me? It's like, dude, no, this is just stuff that happens. You just right. so happen to be the the, 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 cool the recipient thing, of it. Right the cool thing is that you were alive to feel it. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's the difference. Like, what if that breaking their car was a way to keep them from getting on the road because they were going to get in an accident that killed all of them? Like, I can't tell you how many times I've lost my keys in the house and like, literally, I could save the world with my brain. I can't ever find my coffee. So like... <laughs> I don't know. God couldn't give me all the gifts, just some of them. So I wouldn't be fair to the rest of the world. So like, I can't tell you how many times I've lost my keys and driven and I barely missed an accident. And I was like, thank you for making me lose my keys today. Whether that was you or me, I appreciate it. Right. Like my grandpa taught me a great gift. Like my, so my grandma and my grandpa, right. Grandpa was a realist. Grandma was an opportunist. Okay. Grandma's like, wake up. Today's the first day of the rest of your life. Like, go be great. And my grandpa was like, not everybody made it today. You better get after it. Like, get after it. It gets to be you today. And I really adopted that realist theory that every time my eyes open, I literally wake with one rhythm. You guys can change your life. All of you listening with one rhythm. I wake up, figure out your statement that wakes you up in the morning that makes you about the impact. And I go, I I literally wake up and I go feet on the floor. Who's the lucky one to run into me today? And I like force myself to make a difference. It means I care about myself. I care about that. Like, and I get up and I go, it gets to be me. Um, and I think any who's a cancer survivor, who's a, a survivor of anything, you look at life differently. And, and most people are like, no, we can't believe you survived cancer so many times. You, you know, we can't believe all this stuff and how hard. And I go, it changed the entire trajectory of my life. I am so grateful coming back to gratitude, which is the key to living a great life in every capacity. Um, that's, that's what it is. I go, it gets to be me today. I am strong enough to save a life. I'm strong enough to mentally change someone forever, strong enough to help them make a million dollars, strong enough to help them sell a car. Like, it doesn't matter what the task is, it's that it gets to be me. Great, somebody wrecked my car. I had an employee out here that I was testing out. She wrecked my car while she was here. I let her take it. I was like, it happens, whatever. And she was so freaking nervous. Can you imagine if you crashed the Del Delgado's car? And I was like, girl, it's no big deal. Are you good? Are you okay? She's like, but your insurance and your, I go, that's why I have all that stuff. Didn't matter if I had money or not. That would have been my same thought process of you are great. They are great. It gets to be me. Maybe I needed a new one. I didn't like white, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what we see on Facebook the next day is when you posted a picture of you in your new car. Right, exactly. It was my they, other. They only saw you. My dog Man, <laughs> it must be nice to have Danelle's money. She just goes and buys a new car. They don't see yeah. the. Well, so I was testing perfect. somebody out. It's a perfect example, Michael. I sat there to post that picture for about an hour and didn't post it. And I was having a conversation with one of my friends, and I go, "Man, I'd love to show people. I'm so excited that ten years later I can really pick and do, and I want to encourage them." And then I was like. But there's those people who it will be nasty and mm-hmm. they don't like those things. And I literally thought about, oh, it's fine. Nobody needs to know what kind of car I drive or whatever. And then I was like, you know what? I got to do it for the dreamers who have that. Put it up on your vision board. You know, it, and uh, it was amazing to me from a couple years ago where you have all the hate. It was probably one of my highest liked posts in a very long time. And I go, you can shift people's minds to abundance. And they were like, you deserve it. You're amazing. If I compared it to like three years ago when I got a new car and people were like, you're such a, you know, 
How dare you look at this entrepreneur? Yeah. And it's, it's a similar (laughs) audience. I had people send me private messages and go, listen, I didn't always believe you. I'm pretty proud of where you went. Like way to go girl. And so people's it's greater to like change people's perspective than, and hear it, man. I'm never afraid of feedback. People don't like the hate on there, but I was like, man, feedback is the breakfast of champions. I listen to it all. Some of it's accurate. Some of it's not. But if you're afraid of hate, you really don't care about making a difference. I feel like (laughs) just hearing all these examples with the premise of here's how your brain works (laughs) is so like, I feel so enlightened and enriched and empowered hearing you connect the dots for me in that way. And I know the DPB gang is going to feel that too. The fact that, if I am more aware of how I process thought and how I process different things, the world really does become my oyster. 100%. That's what they meant by that statement. And so many people are in whatever. I, I heard a, a statistic. Uh, I happen to be one of those. You know how we always say nobody listens to morning radio talk show, yet I still find myself in a the, morning, the local morning radio talk show here in uh, Edmonton, Alberta, the frozen tundra. Um, <clears throat> and they were talking about how 68% of the, the data set that they pulled from, 68% were bored at work. And I immediately felt nauseous. Yeah. Because I thought, how could I do this? Yet, a lot of the questions that I get through the DPB Facebook page, through my personal page, emails, all have to do with some measure of feeling unfulfilled, unsatisfied, uh, that they're not growing at work, and they've almost placed everything about their life, uh, while kind of going full circle to where you started about mattering, they've almost made it like, if I don't matter at work, then I don't matter anywhere. So that's where they spend the majority of their time, right? The number one human need of all humans significant. If you can uh. fill that void, even if it's through service, they'll love the job that they hated. They'll love the family that's been a challenge. Like if you could take every human and help them know that they are significant, you'll eradicate depression. You'll eradicate um, suicide. Like, all of those things that come from that is just a human who was mis- misinformed for so long, they believe. I believe wholeheartedly in that. I can attest that that's the truth. I, you know, working in a family business, I used to hate what I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the worst. And yet somehow I've grown into absolutely loving everything about you know in in my brain i've made it because i love so much and 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 it's in large part with what you just said actually it's totally in part of, it, it has everything to do with what you just said how can i go from hating something to absolutely loving it well there were so many things along the way i'm not going to line item everything that that right. changed for me, but it really has to do with what you just said. And so I know there are hundreds of thousands of sales professionals in our industry, finance officers, um, service department employees that are going like, ah, oh, this is just a job. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be. 
Right. What if you made it the most fun ever and you changed a group of depressed people into having fun? You taught them how to love their life after work. Like, believe me, every part of building this was not glorious and amazing. I have gotten less sleep in 10 years than most humans ever. I've done what people do in 30 years and 10, you know, or 50 yeah. or 60 years. I have, you know, like all, like the ugly is, but I didn't allow it to be ugly. I have a way of gamifying life in a way that I will not do it unless it's fun. My best ideas have come out to play, not to work. And everything is perspective. It's how you look at it. And I think that's, it's a pattern change that has to happen through gratitude. There's one thing you do from listening to this podcast. You write down 10 things you're grateful for every single day. You let no negativity in there like I'm grateful for so-and-so being a jerk because I'm better. No, that's not gratitude. That is manipulation of the mind. So you have to forcefully practice gratitude 10 things a day, every single day. I will stake my life on it. I don't let people work with me unless they've done it for 90 days because I don't want to deal with that negativity. Like. Um, but you will transform how you see things like, like the, the more important you get, the bigger the problems I was on with my mastermind from Necker Island, the Branson mastermind. And I was on with my mastermind this morning and we were like, Man, don't we love that every year we get bigger problems to discuss? These problems are killer. <laughs> like how cool we get to conquer these, right? I look at six years ago, four years ago, I was posting Richard Branson quotes going like greatest human, you know, philanthropist in the world and creator and business and entrepreneur um, to, I get to work with them, um, be around them, help their biggest causes. Uh, I'm raising a million dollars for charity this year for their movements. Like, I, I don't know how that happened. You cannot explain it other than I took the hardest life ever and I turned it into this is the opportunity of a lifetime to overcome. And um, it's all perspective. And it only my perspective only changed 100% by doing gratitude and proving to myself every day. One little win. Next right step. Next right step. Next right step. I can't explain how it all happened other than my perspective, I forced the change. I wasn't raised that way. So awesome. I, I love it so much. I have one more question for you, but it is reserved for those that are exclusive members of the DPB Pro community. If you want to join that community, fill out the application on Facebook by visiting my Facebook page, The Dealer Playbook. Click that little join group thing and you're going to be asked some questions. You can only be in there if you participate. So if you're not willing to participate, you can't be in the group. That's just one of the basic rules of this group. But we ask questions from our guests that don't get aired here on the full version of the podcast that is reserved only for those in the group. And that's the last question I have. But before we do that, we're going to close down the public-facing version of the Dealer Playbook podcast. Danelle, I love you. <laughs> and I am so grateful for you because you enrich and empower my life and you get me thinking bigger and you've shifted my perspective so many times. And for that, I am eternally grateful. Thank you so much for joining me on the Dealer Playbook podcast. How can those listening get in touch and more familiar and more involved with what you do? Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for what you are doing in this world. That's why I'm here. That's why I said yes.
man, I only attach my name to people who are doing something I love and something that I would be happy to be a part of. So thank you for what you're doing in the world, being great. Um, yeah, find me on Facebook, Instagram, social media is the place for me, Danelle Delgado. Dot com, Facebook, Danelle Delgado. Don't misspell it with an I. That would just rude. And I love it. I look forward to helping you being great in any way I can. <laughs>